0: Welcome to Real Creative Leadership, a place where creative leaders can find insights and practical guidance on the day-to-day job of being a creative leader. We focus on real issues, topics, and insights of creativity in the business world. Join me as we explore the best strategies for developing your team, getting others to embrace your vision, and generating amazing experiences. This webinar series is produced by the Stoke Group. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Adobe Executive Creative Director, and author of Sorry Spot Emotions Drive Business. And this is Real Creative Leadership. Welcome back to Real Creative Leadership. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Executive Creative Director at Adobe. Excited to be with you here again. And today's topic is really interesting. So our topic today is how to transform your team from ticket taker to strategic partner. And this is a really important topic. It's something that I've dealt with many times over my career. And I'm sure many of you are dealing with it right now. And I don't think it matters whether you have a large team or a small team, you know, being a creative leader is all about creating that right environment so that you can have awesome experiences and then using your seat at the table of leadership to then drive better experiences and better creative vision for your whole company. That's what it's all about. So today we're going to talk about how do you transform the team? How do you help them not just be a set of hands, not just be production, but move past that and start to become something something more valuable to the company and strategic partners is what I call uh, that better value. So what does this mean? So sometimes transforming your team, you know, a lot of times we think as creative leaders that we really need to just focus on the craft. It's all about getting our art directors to be better art directors, our writers to be better art writers, our video people to be better at creating video, but there's more to it than that. And sometimes, you know, we're gonna talk about how a new modern workflow has really changed things. So sometimes when you're transforming your team, it's 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 more than just those hard skills. There are a lot of soft skills that they need to learn as well, like adding strategic value. We're gonna talk a lot about that. So today we're gonna talk about how you evolve from that production mindset. Um, And when I'm talking about a production mindset, a lot of times, you know, younger, newer teams, most of the work that they do is really production. When I say production, it's just, you know, taking someone else's ideas and putting it together, technically, making sure it's all solid, adding some art to it, but really just it's really just the final step of making things pretty, right? And and if you're going to stay, if, you're, if you keep your team as a ticket taker team, you're never going to become a greater value, a bigger strategic value to the company. People are always just going to see you as a production resource or a cost center or something like that. So we're going to talk about how do we get that better. But first, I want to start with some background because this whole philosophy of how you organize your team or how you mature as a team starts way back in the 70s. So if I'm going to start with a story about Bill Birnbach. If any of you have not heard of him, Bill Bill Birnbach was the owner of an agency, DDB, and back in the 70s he came up with a revolutionary new way of organizing the creative department. So back then the way things worked is that you had strategy and writing were all the same person. They were the account people and they would you know they would take care of all the plans, the strategy, the marketing, all of that, and figure out the messaging and then they would just go ahead and write up all of the ads, write up all of the marketing, and then send it over to over the wall to the art department. and the art department back then was just production. their whole job was just to make things look pretty, right and Bernbach looked at this model and he realized like it just wasn't working and there there had to be a better way. So what he tried, which was really fascinating is that he removed the writing away from the strategy department, and created copywriters. And copywriters, he teamed up with art directors and designers and made them a creative pair or creative duo. And then he sent those two off to work together, bounce ideas back and forth uh, between each other, between them, and come up with bigger and better ideas. And really his, his purpose of doing this was to focus the writing so that the writing was no longer just a functional act, but it became more of a creative act, more of an emotional act rather than a logical act, if that makes sense. So by moving the writers over into the creative department and creating what, we, what was essentially the birth of creative advertising. You know, Bernbach was known as well as his agency of coming up with amazing big ideas. Before that, they were all very just straightforward marketing advertising ideas. Buy this, get this, whatever it was. And all of the ads and commercials and things that Bernbach's team came up with were just, you know, Emotionally connecting and they told stories and they had journeys and they were just they were full of big concepts and big ideas But it all started with him moving writing over into the creative department and creating that unity between art and words So why did that work? Um, Let's think about it first the strategists They were doing a good job like they had to balance all that logical work, right? They had to come up with All the metrics, the data, where are we going? What's the plan? What are the goals? What is the audience? What is the campaign direction? What are all of those things? As a marketer, you have to think about all of those elements. And then they would thought, you know, since they already knew all the stuff about the product or they knew all the, the information about where the campaign was going, it made sense just to have them quickly write out because it was efficient, right? So they could write the message, but then they were distracted with all that other work. The result was they were great at articulating the message. But the execution was okay. It wasn't great. And then they would just toss it over the wall to the art department and make it pretty. Right? But there was that huge gap. So Bernbach saw that gap. He saw that he needed to marry art and words. Because when you put words and pictures together and you make both of them more emotional, that's when you get better advertising. That's when you get something that connects with the audience, that draws them in. So by moving the, the writers off and making them a creative person, the writers were really able to focus on emotions. They were able to merge and make those connections, bounce ideas with the art directors. And as a result, that discipline became our modern creative department. Now, let me just talk about like, understanding that, my experiences growing up as a creative. So in the in the mid-90s, when I, you know, started my career in, in different agencies, that partnership between a writer, a copywriter, and, and a designer or art director was critical. Um, working together with my partners. We you know, tried things, failed at things. It was really that 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 synergy between the two that really made a big a big difference. Later on in my career, when I was have been focused more on other things such as strategy and plans and other things. In fact, I went back and got a master's degree in uh, strategy because I wanted to better understand that side of the of the equation. And I can completely see. The, the two different disciplines. Like when I got my master's degree, they don't teach you to become a creative person. They teach you how to become an amazing strategist, how to focus on goals, how to focus on you know, as campaign direction and vision and, and metrics and all of those great things, which are really, really important. And on the other side, really f- focusing people as creatives really helps them get really good at the craft. They get good at articulating ideas. They get good at coming up with ideas faster and better. And really a big part of that today is is the, uh, the new workflow that we have. Like we have content velocity where we have to come up with ideas and campaigns and banner ads and emails and everything at an amazing rate today. And so being able to focus wholly on either the creation aspect or focus wholly on the marketing aspect is really, really important. And so I've seen that in my experience of being able to focus on one or the other. Now let's talk about how the that uh, there was the old model that uh, Burnbach disrupted. And now let's see how some of that still plays in, in some of today's businesses. So I see it really happen in startups or mid-sized companies. And they fall into that historical trap. Because what happens is they're starting out small or they're very scrappy, and their marketing people really have to put on a lot of hats. And as they're doing the strategies and the plans and working on at, you know at everything, oftentimes it's just as easy just to quickly... Like, like it was in Burnbox days. Come up with the, the creative or write the thing out, write the piece of content, write the ad, whatever it may be, and then hand it over to some designer to make it look good. And really what ends up happening in a lot of these companies is the art department becomes production only. It's just like the old days. Art is just thinking about how do I take those words from the from the account people or from the strategists and have it come to life in pictures. Now. That is a different model when you look at, you know, smaller companies or startups that are doing that, that think that it's better to have the writing and the strategy together and then the art separate. But if you look at today's, you know, top top world-class agencies, they follow the Bernbach model. They put their writers and art directors and designers in a separate creative department and really focus on the craft and really have them work work on creating better ideas and bigger ideas and better storytelling and then allow the strategy or the account people or project management to really focus on the other things, the the goals, the plans, the, the strategy, all of that for marketing. So we really can learn that we need to, it's like we need to move a lot of us back over to that Birnbach model. You know, it works so well and we have proof that big agencies make it work, but yet so many companies don't see the value in it and they keep splitting those two things up. So why should, why else, why should we keep art and writing together? You know, I talked about how it's focus. It's about, you know, sure, everyone can write, but maybe not everyone is amazing at it or quick at it. You know, it, it takes, you know, we could all try different things. We can all try writing. We can all try design and recognize good design. We can all try video, but we're just not fast at it or we're just not skilled at it. You know, a good copywriter really focuses on the craft. They really understand concepting, bringing together, merging new ideas together. Uh, writers and designers together, they both focus on Big campaign ideas, big you know TV spots or videos or email campaigns, whatever it may be. It's really that focus on the craft that's important. Second, I've found over my career that uh, creatives really need a blend of, of inspiration and guidance. Uh, they're just a different animal. They're focusing on those emotional journeys for customers, for customer experiences. And so they really, really get deep into emotions. And they're not even focused on logic or... Or any of the other things like business strategy, and so oftentimes you can see a creative early in their career. There, it's just like they have to focus on those creative experiences and the and the craft versus all the other things. So I found that like they need a different management style. Creative people need that inspiration. Otherwise, they're on that creative roller coaster, and they just feel like they're failing or doing awesome or failing or doing awesome all the time. And it takes a different management style to focus on creatives and help inspire them, give them guidance, give them creative direction. In fact, there's there are a lot of studies out there that the best people who should be giving creative direction are the people who have done it already, who have lived in the trenches. So not a marketing manager, not a VP of marketing, but a creative director who's working in the trenches with this team or her team. So we need creative leaders today to create those environments, just like you know the best agencies we need it that's still happening at agencies and we need it to happen at, you know, mid-size startups. We need everyone to see the vision of really creating a full creative department that has all the disciplines in it. So what about now, let's say if you do that, you have your great creative departments, got writing and design and video, it's all separated. Sometimes people say, well, the problem here is that now we see a gap between strategy and writing. Now we've made a different, a different gap. So they're concerned that all right, now I've made all the plans and the strategy and I tossed over the wall to the writers and maybe they're not understanding it right and they're going off on a tangent and they're just not getting the right things, right? Totally get that and it's really important, but the answer isn't to peel off the writers back and put them on the strategy side. The really answer is working together. Because let's be honest, both sides want a good experience and we both need to agree on the value that each side brings. We need to understand that marketing can own the plans and the strategy and the metrics and the creative department can own the creative execution, the creative strategy, the words and the pictures. And then by working together and really understanding the strengths of each side and coming together and working as strategic partners, that's when you you create a better environment where you can create great customer experiences. That's where you need to get to. So if you don't have all of those elements, and I'm going to talk about it in a minute of the maturity model, the best plan is to create a creative department that is super mature, and understands all the things that they need to in terms of marketing strategy and business strategy, but really focus on creative strategy. And then together they can work and and you know own their side, but work with the other side to be really really close. An example of this for me when I was at Adobe, the uh, the content strategist lead, a woman named Stephanie Condi and I, we got really really close. So she ran with all the strategists, and I ran with all the creative execution. And together we worked really really closely. We'd have you know, weekly one-on-ones, we'd work with our team, we'd go through plans. And, and even someone on my team, Matthew Rebeck, has come up with a uh, a model called the Tuesday model of how the two sides come together and really work together. Each side bringing their benef- their strengths to benefit the whole. So for me, it was a great experience. We were close. We felt like there were no gaps. We were constantly in communication. And yet Stephanie and her strategist brought awesome ideas of here's, you know, here are ways that we can improve our content. Here's where we can go with our content. Here are the metrics and things that we need to hit. And then on our side, on the creative side, we wrote great stories, great art, great illustration, whatever it was, bringing together to create an awesome experience. And we created a lot of great content. All right, now I want to talk about, so that's the future forward model. But this partnership only works if your creative department is mature. Meaning a lot of times when it's a, a less mature creative department, that's where they're just a set of hands. That's where they're just only focused on production. And you really need to move along that maturity model. There's four steps to it, to get up to where you're at a strategic partner. Because again, I talked about content velocity, the fact that we have to create so many things all the time, right? We have to do you know, hundreds and hundreds of emails and social media and uh, banner ads and videos and all these things. And it's just happening faster and faster and faster because of all the channels that we have to distribute on. And a lot of times because of that content velocity, then we, we oftentimes let creative strategy fall to the wayside. And what do I mean by creative strategy? Creative strategy is where we as creatives are looking at that bigger picture, and we're using our talent and our skills and, and the craft to create better experiences because we're seeing how it you know impacts the bottom line. We're seeing how it impacts marketing strategy, how it impacts metrics. It's really the idea of taking all of that marketing and business strategy, and then how do we Come up with ideas that are creative that can solve those problems. So creative problem-solving. So if we want to add value, we have to move past that production mindset up to uh, creative creative strategy and creative partnerships. So let's talk about the maturity model. I'll talk about the fir- the four steps. So step one, that is production only. And that's that's the first step of a creative department. That's what, when, when we talk about ticket-taking, meaning, You'll set up some sort of a a system where all the different marketers will put in tickets, and those tickets will say, "I need this ad" or "I need this thing." And as a ticket taking team, you just take all those projects, put art to it, create the assets, and then throw them back into the into your digital asset management stack, and then pass it back off to the marketers. And then they take it from there and they add words or things, and then and then blast it out. Right? That's a ticket taking model. And again, it happens a lot with uh, with smaller startups, or medium-sized companies, or even sometimes big companies. But that's just like step one, the basics in the craft. So next, step two is what I call, call uh, integrated disciplines. And that's where that's more of like the Bernbach model, where you're bringing a diversity of skills together. You're going to bring writers together, and designers together, and art directors, and videographers, and directors. and Audio people and whatever it may be, it's just bringing all of those disciplines together. So you have a diversity of skills, and then th- that team works together to kind of incubate and come up with better ideas. So that's that's the Biddle Burnbach at the beginning of that model. But I think we've progressed beyond that. The next the next mature stage is what I call the idea generation phase. In the idea generation phase, this is where it's all about big ideas and visionary campaigns. A lot of our you know big agencies that are well known for this right here. That it's not just a matter of having a diverse amount of skill sets on your creative team, but also making space and time to really focus on concepting and idea generation and really make sure those disciplines aren't just there, but they're working together. Again, this is where Bernbach started this whole trend of, of working closely together, but I say it moves beyond just writer and, des- and designer. It's really as a team of maybe it's writers working with videographers, maybe it's art directors working with uh, video or, or production or whatever it may be to make sure that your ideas are better. And so I would say the output of that phase is bigger ideas. And then finally, the fourth step in the creative department maturity model is what I call creative strategy. And this is where creativity really is integrated. It's not just a matter of focusing on the big ideas. It's a matter of understanding, how is creativity going to impact business outcomes? It's where the creative department understands and they think about business strategy, they think about marketing strategy, and then they use all that to come up with creative strategy of how creativity is going to help improve all those things, how it's going to be involved, how it's going to add value to all of those steps. Because sometimes creative strategy may not be just the big idea, the big campaign idea. Sometimes creative strategy is, we need a better system in place for better storytelling, or we need a better system in place to, to find customer stories or find the ideas. Or maybe we need a better system in place in order to you know, bring form factors to life. Whatever it may be, it's just the idea that we're using creativity and strategic thought together to impact business outcomes. That's the fourth and final step. And the big takeaway from that is just, it's not just thinking bigger on big ideas. It's bigger thinking about the business. All right, so one big note on this, um, as you mature up that scale, that doesn't mean that you, you know, there's only one type of style, like everyone's just doing creative strategy. You still need all disciplines when when you're maturing, meaning you need all the career paths. You still need art direction. You still need design. You still need copywriting and storytelling, and you still need production. You know, production is, is, is a critical part of every team, but maybe not everyone has to be super strategic, but more is better. You need to have enough. Maybe it's, you know, certain leaders on your team or certain key uh, members who are integrating and communicating with marketers or other teams or, uh, you know, account people. And together, those people need to understand creative strategy, but not everyone on their team. Of course, more is better. But I just want to make that note that I don't want someone to think, oh, like I really want to focus on a career path of being really good at production art. And that's fantastic. We need you as well. So it's the culmination of moving from production to you know, multidisciplinary teams to focusing on big ideas and then finally focusing on uh, creative strategy. And as a leader, it's your job to transform not only your team, but also all the partnerships you work with. So you have to go out and first of all, make sure your team understands strategy, is thinking strategically, they're improving their soft skills, but then you also have to barter and broker with the other teams. You have, just like I did with Stephanie Condi. you have to go out and make those partnerships, those relationships with the strategy, uh, marketing strategy teams, and then and be able to integrate those together so that there's no longer territorial issues. People aren't trying to control things like they understand the value of each side and then they're working together to create better experiences and then trusting each other. That, that's super, super important. So, takeaways from today's uh, discussion. First, understand the value of a modern model. Avoid phase one where you're just a ticket taker. Understand how to get you know, uh, a team with multidisciplines on there and then moving on to bigger ideas and then finally creative strategy. Number two, you need to help build that, those strategy skills. Uh, most of us as creatives moving up through our creative careers, it was all about the craft. It was all about, can I design better or write better or film better, right? You as a creative leader need to help them see beyond that. You need to help your team establish those soft skills, understand relationships, understand and speak what we call speaking khaki uh, at Adobe, which is speaking business, right? Speaking marketing, understanding those things enough that you can go back and think from your creative emotional lens. And how do I wrap all of those ideas in an emotional creative blanket? That's what you need to focus on, thinking more strategically. And then finally, step three, takeaway, is you need to partner with marketing, and then create that environment where both sides can contribute. It's not going to happen on its own. It takes a lot of hard work, a lot of understanding, a lot of explaining to get everyone on board. And then you have to deliver it. You as the creative department have to deliver better value. You have to deliver creative strategy. And you have to, If you're going to make time for it, you've got to do it. So you can't just be making things pretty. You have to bring thought and uh, ideas and why and how that helps the other side. Well, thank you for listening. That was today's episode on how do you move from being a ticket taker to a strategic partner. And our next episode, next time, we're going to be talking with Katie O'Brien. She's the Executive Creative Director at Wayfair. And she's going to talk about how she came to Wayfair and helped move her team from ticket takers to strategic partners. Super excited to hear what she has to say. We're going to have a wonderful conversation about that. That way it's not just me talking theory, but you can see in practice how someone changed and transformed a team. And turn them into uh, more of a a team focused on creative strategy. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. Again, if this is your first time uh, at uh, at Real Creative Leadership, thank you so much for, for listening on your favorite podcast or watching on YouTube or here on our website. And I guess my ask at the end here is, if you like this, please, please subscribe. Subscribe on your favorite podcast. And please share it with those who you think could gain value with more creative leadership skills. Uh, so feel free to share with your friends, your coworkers, whatever it may be. Uh, we appreciate all of the, the sharing because that's the only way that this can take off and we can continue to keep working on this. Again, we're just kind of doing it grassroots right now, but I would love to get it out to a larger audience. So thank you for subscribing and thank you for sharing. And we also wanna put a big shout out for uh, Stoke who is producing this podcast. They really, we, I couldn't do it without them. So I'm super grateful. Um, I'll be listing a little bit more information on on Stoke so you can get connected with them as well. And then finally, uh, feedback. If this is helpful, please let me know. If it's not, also please let me know. You can leave feedback on your podcasts, uh, platforms or you can go to Real Creative Leadership and leave feedback in the comments and we would love to hear all your feedback so I can continue to make the show better. So thank you so much and we'll see you next time on Real Creative Leadership.